Hey, Coyotes fans. Looks like we went from a bit of a bleak future to a bit of uh, more lights in the tunnel. I'm Tyler once again, joined by Stathead Grandy and filling in for Chase because he's on vacation despite us not paying him. Uh, Connor, boys, how are we doing? Doing pretty good, Tyler. Doing much better after the uh, after GMBA showed his uh, brilliance today. Yeah, Feeling I'm... very good about this. Connor, how about you? I I'm I'm great. Like when you first announced the trade for Hill, I was like, uh, but like that grew on me in and of itself. And then the second trade of the day was like, oh shit, we're we're doing things. Oh yeah, no, I was I don't want to say disappointed. It wasn't the right word. I, I understood and know that we're kind of selling everything but the kitchen sink, actually including the kitchen sink. I was sad to see he'll go. Um, as we discussed kind of before we started recording, he kind of was supposed to be our goalie to tie us over. Um, but what we got for him, I mean, a goalie I can't pronounce. Hopefully he helps us obtain our future ambitions. Yeah. And the other thing we the other thing you have to keep in mind with this trade, it, it hurts losing Aiden Hill. I think every one of us are bummed we don't have Aiden Hill on the team. But we were going to lose one of Hill or Kemper for nothing. That was pretty clear. So Yeah, might as well get something. I mean, even if you can't pronounce the goalie's name, rather have something. Um, Kolasar, by the way. Kolasar. Coleslaw. Works for me. But just to go out and get a high second round pick or a pick that should be a high second round pick for pennies. It's, it's incredible. Um, it really is. What we did is, or what GMBA managed to pull off today is incredible. We got a, a high second round pick for Aiden Hill and a seventh when we were about to lose him for nothing. And then... A seventh, I mean, not really worth a whole lot anyway, to be honest. No, no, it's really not. And then, to put a cherry on top, we we got an absolute haul of draft picks for just taking on salary. We literally gave up zero in yeah, this we 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 took on salary and paid a small fine. Like I will take that any day, especially with the clarification that the second round pick in twenty two is uh so New York owns owns two picks. They own Colorado's and they own their own. Whichever one is the better pick is the one we get. And I like that in and of itself is a steal. Even better. Personally I enjoy the conditions on the 2023 third round pick that <laughs> Andrew Ladd has to play at least one game in the 2022 season. Like, that that's just Ooh. hilarious. It's even funnier how we got it. I've, I've never, and this is just to my current memory, I've never seen it to where you give nothing. I mean, we know we paid the fee or whatever, but we literally, like, how'd that phone call go? How do you arrange that phone call? Do you say, hey, I'll take Andrew Ladd, uh, your second round pick this year, goal picks, um, for nothing. And then Islanders were just like, yeah, yeah, you know what? That sounds like a good deal to me. Like, how do you even pull that off? So it's a two-way street. Um, I mean, if you look at the San, the San Jose trade, I'm like actually looking at that like, all right, this I'm kind of confused by because does this mean you're exposing Martin Jones thinking he's not going to get taken because it's been pretty bad? Uh, but like the Islanders trade, I get from both sides. The Islanders are were one game away from the final, and like they gave up Lad and picks, and now that frees up um, how much cap space? Is that five point five, five think, right? Yep. And rumor has like that five point five. They could go get a really good player to to not necessarily to put on the same line as Barzal, but to just spread out throughout their forward. Their if they could get a really nice uh, top six forward. That helps them even more, and like it, it makes sense. The San Jose trade, I don't really get it from San Jose's perspective, except for getting a young goalie. But it, the goalie we got 
like you were saying, his stats were similar to Hill's, so I don't get it from that front. Um, I get it because Aiden Hill is proven. He's had three seasons where he's been a rock-solid goalie. He's True. ready to be a starting goalie, and San Jose has been searching for that starting goalie for forever. I mean, That's forever. True. You... And Mark <laughs> Jones has been bad. He's been bad. He's... Dude, they wasted that one beautiful playoff run he had. And, well, he had more, more than one, but like a couple years ago when they lost, it was the year that they screwed over Vegas. Or the refs screwed over Vegas, as fans will say. Um, but like Martin Jones was so good that year, and then he's just been so bad since that. No, absolutely, it's uh, he's been bad. So I get it from the San Jose perspective. Give up a second round pick for a goalie who has a bright future, because Colasair does have similar numbers to Aiden Hill's rookie year. But their rookie years are different because Aiden Hill's rookie year came at age 21. Colasair's came at age 23. And that does matter when we're talking about this kind of thing. Um, That makes makes more sense. Okay. But that's still a high price to pay for a goalie that's never been a starter. Um, Yeah. A high second round pick is what we were hoping to get for Kemper. So to get that Aiden Hill, and we still have Kemper that we're probably going to trade at the draft because rumor has it he's not going to sign here. Um, rumor has it. I mean, he has it. Didn't he say it on Twitter or his agent or something? Uh, I think it was Frank Saravelli who said that Kemper's. Kemper's team told the Coyotes that they, he would not sign an extension here. So it kind of timeline of trading him. Yeah. But I mean, GMBA's done a pretty bang up job this time, and we have what 37th, 43rd, and the 60th pick in this draft to start. I mean, that's some pretty good building blocks. We really kind of thought we were uh well, screwed. I mean, I think you even said we had our backs against the wall before today. I mean, I, I didn't go into today thinking we'd have such a great second round. I mean, no, for sure. That's for sure. I mean, I thought maybe an extra pick in the second round, you know, maybe, but to have this, I mean, I'll take it. I will genuinely well, take it. That's totally fine. And if you can't flip Kemper for a first, which there's a good chance you can, but if you can't, um, second picks are valuable enough that you could package two of those and maybe get into the bottom of the first if there's a player you really like that falls there. A lot of good second-round pick players, too. I mean, the second round's pretty stacked. I mean, the first round, obviously, you get your your cream of the crop, you know, whatever, but, I mean, second round shouldn't be slept on at all. Well, no, I mean... mean, You have three picks there. It's great in a low one. I mean, look at Tampa, man. Freaking Braden Point is, like... Actually, Tampa itself is the proof of the pudding of like late rounders just mid to late rounders being so good Kucherov was a second round pick enough said Kuch was a second that's right Point he was, was I almost said that I want to sound dumb that's right I was like I think Kucherov I don't want to sound like an idiot dang it I knew Point. I should have gone with it Point was a second um Point was a third unbelievably oh, enough. oh Point was a th- oh holy crap <laughs> so Coyotes, it's almost uh, a Super Bowl. <laughs> Coyote Stanley Cup next year, or what? Only second round picks. And, <laughs> and keep in mind, we hired a scout from there to be our. Director I was just going to say, all these scouts we have. Oh my gosh! Well, that's the best I'm thing. Just, is I'm salivating. Look at all the scouts we've hired. They're all from teams that draft well. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mm-hmm. know he doesn't technically handle the amateur side, but our director of professional scouting was in the scouting was in the amateur scouting for the Colorado Avalanche for years. So it's like we're hiring from the right teams. Yes. The St. Louis Blues, the Colorado Avalanche, the Tampa Bay Lightning. These are three of oh excuse me. Three of the best drafting teams in the league over the last 15, 20 years. Here's our wagon. In the future. Um, Asterisk in five years. What what GMBA did today was truly incredible. And my favorite thing about it, it's not it's not as sexy as getting picks this year. 
because it's not a bird in the hand is worth two in the bush, and I understand that. Yeah. But next year's draft is better than this year's draft, and we have three second round picks in it right now. He's playing the long game. I think that's good. I think shilling your shilling, uh, selling yourself to get win now, especially with a team like us that's not you know Isles like we said, the Lightning. I think to sell it so short now would be just a waste. But getting these good draft picks, especially for like this next two drafts, supposed to be really good. Oh, dude, it's going to be nasty in a couple of years when we're maybe the Islanders, you know, but winning hopefully, hopefully, hopefully we're more offensively uh, adept or uh, offensively productive. Well, a better uniform. <laughs> Yeah, yeah I, love so. the, I love the Islanders unis. There's no need to. Even the Gordon Fisherman, to be honest. I actually do. Oh. I don't like the design it has, but I like the logo of the I love Gordon, Gordon Fisherman. Fisherman. <laughs> That's cool. I just can't so, believe and, it. I mean, to hopefully comfort some Coyotes fans out there listening to this, um, I have like the all these draft picks here from 2004 for the St. Louis Blues. That is when Bill Armstrong first became a scout for them. Uh, this is stuff past the first round uh, that I'm about to name off, but they picked so many good players. Uh, 2004, round two, they picked Carl Soderberg. Uh, never played for them. Uh, round six, they got Roman Polak. Um, 2005, round three, you get Ben Bishop. Round, uh, round five, you get Ryan Reeves. Um, where's the next one? Is then you kind of you kind of go for a bit uh, without seeing anyone. You get to 2008 round two. You get Jake Allen. Um, where's I? I know there was a big one that was like, oh shit. Uh, 2011, you get Joel Edmondson in round two, and then 2012, uh, he becomes the director of scouting. Uh, you start. Yeah, you start kind of hitting or missing more, it seems. Vince Dunn in 2015, round two. And I know a little bit late. Where was Bennington? Bennington was a round three pick. I can't see the year he was. But, like, BA knows what he's doing. And the thing is, too, is past 2015, when you're drafted in the later rounds, it does take longer to get up. So past 2015... The Blues haven't seen the full fruits of GMBA's labors over there yet. That's true. That's that's, so. a, that's a great point. Also, these later rounds is where you start, or these later years, the Blues have been so good this like last decade that you start picking later in these in these rounds. So you start. It's more likely you're gonna maybe miss a little bit more. Is there anyone in the second who you think will go to the second round, Grandy? That'll be some we could maybe target. I know it's like super, you know, conditional and, you know, I'm sure there's an algorithm to it, but do you have anybody you think we might be able to nail in the second round? You think? I'll be honest, this year, most years I would give you four or five names, but this year is so weird and crazy that I. I can't give you a name that I can I can think will be there because so the way this draft is the first nine picks are expected to be the top nine skaters that's one tier then you have a separate tier with the two goalies then you have another tier that's like from the tenth skater through the twenty first skater are all in another tier. Then after that, it becomes a mess. It's going to be so off the wall and so off the board, and you're going to see some weird picks at our draft show this Friday night. Um, we're go- we're just—it's going to be a weird but fun draft. So, this is actually something I really think we should talk about at the end of our draft show. I can give out okay. four or five names then, because that just good. right now. It's. I could throw out names, but they're possible. They could possibly go in the first. So this year, from and I'm, I'm like for for backstory for people who are listening to me for the first time since it's my first show. I'm like 
the layman's hockey fan. I'm the most average of the four of us, but everything I've been hearing even is that this year is a crapshoot in the draft. Hmm. This year is a year where you're better off... This is a year where you're better off having multiple picks over one good one, because it's just... And every prospect, outside of Maddie Beniers and Owen Power, every prospect has some pretty major flaws that could just completely cripple them. So... Pandemic like stopping play. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah, it, it's a weird. It's a really, really weird draft year. So the fact that we have three, we essentially have three darts to throw in the second round. That is great. It gives us three odds to hit. So, yeah, I mean those are pretty good odds too. Wouldn't you feel more confident if Don Maloney were picking these picks? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. remember that name. Oh, what about John Chite? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, you know, actually, I was thinking about this. John Chaika has actually done a better job drafting late than we think because he did draft Yan Yannick. He did draft Matthias Michelli. He did draft... Liam Kirk? Okay, okay, I'm out of names, so... My problem with Chaika was never really uh, drafting, I think. It's just... he. He destroyed our future, is the only thing. Destroyed it? No, no, no. He did a lot worse than that. He killed a reputation that we didn't really have to begin with, let's be honest. I mean, we were kind of the FedEx redheaded stepchild of the NHL anyway. And then he goes and does this, so we're even less liked. It's like, geez, that guy really, really just hated us or something. If he waits two years instead of going all in for Hall, you could maybe throw Kessel into that too. We're in such a better position. We really, we really are because we have one guy who's who's considered a lock to make the NHL in at defense, and we traded two of them away in the Kessel and Taylor Hall trades. I know. Uh, what's uh, Pierre Joseph Olivier, right? That's his name. Yeah, that's one of them. Hasn't he? Wasn't he like really good last year for the? He fans? started out really good and then fell apart. Okay. So he well, was makes, good. That, that makes me feel. Good. That makes me feel better. Yeah. Oh, no doubt. Kessel was good, and Kessel, we're going to get a good asset for. We're probably going to get another second round pick for him. Oh, no, is I'll he never come bringing the hot dog, line, or is he <laughs> moved now? What's that, Tyler? I said, is he a trade now or a trade deadline kind of deal, though? Whenever he would like to leave, basically. That yeah, exactly what what Connor said. It's when he wants to go because he has the trade clause. He gets to decide. It's like he could uh, he could easily just be like, I'd like to wait for the deadline to see where the contenders are kind of laying out, and then. Pull, pull for it there, which is probably the smart move for him personally if he's looking to win. Because, I mean, you can guess preseason, but you never know. And I think we'd have a higher chance of getting a better return at the deadline, personally. But it also could be one yeah. of those things he doesn't want to play for oh, a losing team for the first three quarters of a season, and I wouldn't blame him there. No, he's so. he's he's at a He's in the later stage of his career. I mean, he's the most lovable guy. I don't think anyone would be mad if he chooses to hold on till the trade deadline to uh, see where see what the contenders really are for the year. I mean, but I'd be fine with that. I expect two trades. I honestly expect two trades to happen at this year's draft. I think Kemper gets traded, and we really try hard to get a first-round pick for him. Um. Only Toronto had it. Uh, but if, and then I also think Kessel gets traded, and he'll probably get traded for a second round pick. I, I think that's what his going rate will be. Um, if we get a second for Kessel, I'd be really happy. I'd be sad. I'm going to be honest. It's a selfish reason solely, a completely selfish. I'm fully aware of that. And I'm going to own it. Because for Christmas, this past Christmas, 
<laughs> I got a Kemper puck for my cousin, which is really awesome. It's signed by Kemper. He got it. It's on my display case next to my Don one. And my mom managed to find me a reverse retro that was Kessel. And so seeing okay. both those names on the trading block, I'm like, well, this is awesome. I'm actually yeah. wearing my reverse retro right now. So, be, you know, I'm just like, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, it, it would suck from that standpoint. Like, I hate losing Kessel just because I think he's such a lovable guy. But he's just the value. Non coyote before could, he was coyote. Right? I mean, who doesn't love the hot dog man? Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but if you can get a second for Kessel, like, that's... That's really good value, I think. I'll take it. I mean, I'll be sad, but I would take it. And like I said, it's purely selfish reasons. I just want my jersey to be like, yeah, mom, I still, he still plays when she asks. Oh, no, but... for, for sure. It's like when I bought my Schmaltz jersey and then like the next year, they're like, ah, Schmaltz is in a trade talk. So I was like, okay, but can we hang on to him for a little bit longer? <laughs> yeah, right. Let me get the money's worth out of it at least. Let me at least. Oh, boy. Um. I will say, I will say, if we truly want to get a first round pick, though, it's going to get messy and it's going to get painful. Because the next two names we have on the trade block are the two most likely to get us a first round pick. And I want to keep Keller. I know you're about to say Keller, but honestly, I mean, unless you get an amazing deal, I mean, oh, thank God. I'm actually defending him with the first time. Let me, let me, let me, let me, my defense of Keller. You wrote the defense. list. You this wrote is a big moment. This is a big moment for Tyler. It was a big moment. I was excited. The fanfare was out and everything. And you just, you shot me down. Tyler's finally War, turning little face. Point. It's about to get his mm-hmm. WrestleMania I'm growing. moment. I had character just, development. You just, you just cut it away from him, Grandy. Yeah, I had post, I had like a One Piece style character development. And you just shot it down. Like a little plane. <laughs> I became the Luffy with the X on his chest, and you shot me down. How dare uh, you? Never mind. Any- Carry on. Anyways, I was going to say, if we truly want to get a first-round pick, this is where it gets painful, because I personally believe there's only two guys we can trade on the Coyotes that would get that, and both of them Arlen have- and Dvorak. See? I beat you. How's that feel? Huh? You like that? You like being shot down? Huh? You enjoy it? It's Garland and Dvorak. Okay, you know what? Let's hear your Dad, expert please, analysis. Mom, Dad, Tyler. please stop fighting. <laughs> Never. No, he ruined my moment. I had character development. The music was playing. I looked at my fist. My friends were cheering me on, and he shot me down. <laughs> this oh. is not what I'm here for. I defended Keller the whole year. I was a detractor, and he's like, oh, man, you should totally go on this Keller train. I'm like, no, I don't have a ticket. And I get my ticket, and he's like, yeah, no, you're good. I'm like, oh, thanks, man. Appreciate it. We. We've talked at length about your newfound love of Keller. I mean, yeah, off the air, but the the fans they don't know, they don't get yeah. to see the new me. They only got to see you know the me that was wrong and in the dark. And it's not my fault. <laughs> Give them what they, they want. Yeah, they, they need to see the Tyler that loves the baby faced kid. Exactly, baby faced assassin. Exactly. I can't. Be, I am pretty sure I'm the last person on the Keller Hill, and I managed to convert someone over to to it i am i'm digging the really, trench right next to you i'm putting the sandbags am, up mounting the machine gun i'm ready to go let's do it all day i will fight yep. for keller's army now i love it i love it and welcome aboard tyler you all make an excellent addition that was all the right, best right. pack of beer i ever bought by the way that shiner so, i don't know what it was oh but it slapped but anyways we probably should get so back to the show the, t- the two hardest names <laughs> For, for Coyotes fans to accept are going to be Garland and Dvorak. That's what you're getting to, Grandy. Yes. Actually, um, especially first, Garland. But... Especially <laughs> Garland. But if we want to get first-round picks, if we want to get extra first-round picks, those are the two names that are going to have to go for them. But yes. shouldn't we have something on the ice? Because, I mean, like, we get rid of Garland, Dvorak, Keller, Kemper, Hill. Like, who's left? What do we have on the ice? The Zamboni driver in the net? Well, you guys no, it's, it's, it's one of those things. Personally, <laughs> personally, I don't want to trade Garland. Um, I want to keep Garland. I want to keep him. I think he brings a level of excitement and a level of fun, and he's a fan-favorite player. But at the same time, we may not have a choice depending on how serious those rumors are if they're coming from his camp. If he really is serious. 
if he really is fed up with this team, then we may not have a choice but to move him. I, I will say this. For I, I'm Garland's probably my favorite player, so I feel like I can maybe represent the the a lot of Coyotes fans here. But I think Garland needs to be gone by the trade deadline. Ouch. Keep, I, keep him keep him for three quarters of the season. Like appease the fans, but fans need to be ready that Garland's going. He's by the time this rebuild's done, he's gonna be hitting the wrong side of his prime. And this is how, when you are afraid to trade, this is how you stay mediocre and bad. Diamondbacks. Yeah, no kidding. Definition of mediocre. Sorry. And now, now on to the next name. Um, unless you had something you wanted to add to the Garland discussion. No. Yeah. Uh, oh, I did. Oh, Sorry. Are, you are you good, Tyler? No, no, you're good. Uh, really... Well, I 100% agree. I would love to see Garland stay in our uni and all that. It just, he's a UFA, right? Or RFA, he still needs to sign a contract. And I just, he's a RFA, true, so we control him. But he like, still can walk, really, right? Everything's within our, well, so the only way he can walk, like the quickest way he would walk would be to sign a tender and then he'd be gone after a year. Depending on what the tender is. But most tenders are, are a one year. Uh, tender in sports. Actually, I think he still has another year of RFA after that, so it would have to, he would have to sign the tender again. Oh, okay. Um, because he was such a late bloomer. Oh, okay. Okay. God, sports contracts are weird. Dude, I know. Dude, we're going to get into like, European football. So, Holy crap. His quickest way out is in three years. Well, his quickest way out is us trading him. But his quickest way out through free agency is if if we want to control things is he tenders twice and then he's UFA. Hmm. So he really doesn't have a choice unless someone offer sheets him something crazy, which I Garland's a really good player. I think Coyotes fans get a little crazy when they say he's a great player, but just because like you watch the NHL, you know what a great player looks like. Like a oh, truly great player, yeah. Well, McDavid's just generational, but your your eyeballs, your your uh, you're like like Landis Gog, even though he's getting older now. Barzals, like your Rantnins, your Rantnins, like Garland's not on that level. Garland's really good, but really good shouldn't be your second building block to me. You need another great player to be your second building block. Because Chick's, Chick's the first one, for sure. He's a defenseman, though, too. So it's hard to market. You know, defensemen don't always look the sexiest on the ice. It's hard to market, but, I mean... They're needed. I mean, I guess you're... If you're you, you need Lidstrom. them. I mean, look at Lidstrom. The Tampa's not the same if they don't have Hedman at all. So it's just like, you you have to have... A cornerstone defenseman. You got that at least. Uh, but on the on the Devo, you were gonna start that off, Grandy. Yeah. yeah. So personally, I'm all for trading Devo, and I think we should at the draft. I think there's a lot of interest in him. I think we get. I think we'd actually get more for Dvorak than we would even for Garland. If the rumors are true that Minnesota is desperate for a center, and one hundred percent, and they're and if they, living in Minnesota, the rumors are true. Yes, as, so to say this is this is perfect for you. You gotta keep cheering for him. Um, yeah, right. He's right down the road. He's closer now. You can go visit his house. Yeah, you can see him play. Um, and not only that, it's, the this the Minnesota Wild fan base is actually split pretty fifty fifty on who they'd rather have. Jack Eichel and what it would cost with that contract, or Christian Dvorak and what it would cost in that contract. Yeah. Dvorak, you maybe, you still pay compensation-wise in terms of draft picks and maybe a prospect. Probably just draft picks, I'd imagine. But, well, Well, except except if if they're desperate, like, they might be willing to pay a lot. 
but you're not going to, there's no way you're going to delve out a gigantic contract to Dvorak that you would have to do with Eichel. Exactly. And that's where, that's just it with their cap situation, especially with the buyouts to Parise and Suter. Dvorak just fits so well in there. And then they wouldn't have to give up Rossi to get Dvorak. So when if Rossi hits to be that first line center, then you can just shuffle Dvorak down the lineup. It works on a several levels for the Wild. It makes a lot of sense. And the Wild have give up. picks and multiple, multiple prospects. They have a great prospect pool. Well, we've been saying uh, in separate in our separate chats offline that like Dvorak is probably his best position would be a second or maybe even third line center. Like, I'd say so. He's, he's not going to be your true number. If he's your true number one center, like you could probably skate by, but that's not ideal. I'll miss him. I, I don't know how you how you if you still. I can't remember if you were on that train or not, Grandy. But how do you feel about about that read on Devo? About what? It, do you think like I was saying? We've talked before. I know oh, some of yes. us think Devo's yes. more oh. natural spot would be a second line center. I would actually go a step further and say his natural spot on a truly contending team is a third line center. Okay. Um, it's about what he's paid. He's actually paid for a third line center. You need three centers in the NHL to, in this day and age to truly compete. For sure. Um, he works for that. He and he does everything really well. So yeah, I would say his best spot is a third line center. And I think, like I said, he fit, he fits on. There will be 31 teams come and call in for Dvorak because there's 31 teams that would use him. Yeah, you never have enough centers. And so, yeah, it's, there's, like I said, there's multiple reasons I'm okay trading Dvorak. And then to top that off, I don't think we're going to get enough for Schmaltz to make it worth moving Schmaltz. But I say, yeah, what do you think Schmaltz would, be, would fetch? But yeah, I guess it would be kind of because of his contract. Yeah, yeah, because his contract is questionable with his streakiness. Um, but not only Schmaltz, but we also have Yannick and Hayton who are going to need center roles within the next year or two. Mm-hmm. So especially Hayton. So trading trading Dvorak now opens up that spot for Hayton next season. Um. There's just there's multiple reasons to me a Dvorak trade makes sense. And like I said, I think we would get more for Dvorak than we would get for Garland in a trade due to all the reasons I've stated. The um, the only reason you might get more for Garland is he is such a cheap deal. Garland, he's a restricted free agent. You're going to have to sign him. Dvorak's going to be cheaper than Garland. Oh, that's right. His extent... Uh, I'm an idiot. <laughs> We just talked about this. Your main sport is basketball, I, right? Now your main sport is football. I mean, I've tried to transition to hockey being my main sport. I just, this last year, I didn't get NHL center ice just because, much like for everyone, it was probably the most stressful year of our lives. But Sure, yeah. So I just was like, I, I'm not going to pay for as much shit this year. <laughs> But it's it's my favorite sport um, for sure. Hockey hockey's right or uh, basketball's right behind that, but uh hockey's my favorite sport. Mine too. Well, obviously, I guess. I just I am admitting I am the most casual watcher amongst the four of us. Hey now, you're talking to the guy that puts uh Antoine Vermette into his Mount Rushmore, so Okay. You well, know, you you try and make it different. You try and uh make a different pick. And you get crucified. Remind me, remind me, okay. who, did you, uh, who did you boot off of your Mount Rushmore to make that happen, Tyler? Uh, well, I, not that I boot anybody off. I just chose him. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I just tried to be different, I guess. I don't know. I really, at the time, I was like, well, who's a pick that I personally like? You know, it's not necessarily the, the fandom or well-known, but a player. Oh, I love really Vermi, liked. man. We all love Vermi, but I'm trying to remember. Did, was Boulin on your 
on your top four? I was Ronan. Bulin was on my top. Yeah, I was on his. Because you're a man of of culture, Randy. That's why. The Bulin wall. It was uh, Muldoon, Ronick, and... um, Kachuk. Yeah, that's right. We all had those. You son of a bitch. You didn't Locked in, man. I tried to go more modern. I don't know. I still stand by it. At the time, it made... I don't know. It made sense to me. I'll defend it. But yeah, I die. It's like Dragon Quest V. It just sometimes it's you know people don't always like Dragon Quest Five, but it is the best of the series besides Eleven. So no, no, I'm just I'm just busting your balls. That, I, I love Vermet. <laughs> I'm I do that's all I'm doing too because it gets it gets you going every time. It was so awesome. much fun that like he was the perfect addition to that uh, 2012 Western. He was. Team. He was. I actually special. got his jersey uh, when they got the new ones in sixteen or whatever. Then he got moved. I think I got it for Christmas from like my ex or something. And then he came back, and I was like, "Oh, that's nice. I don't have to get in New Jersey. That's cool." I almost had to. Well, but then he ended up leaving. I'll say the only other correct answer outside of Hobby Bullen is a uh, Teppo Newman, but we'll leave it at that. Ray Whitney. Ray Whitney. Okay. Oh, the the play the playoff winner Martin Hansel. What's that? You didn't really get much in on Dvorak. Did you have any thoughts on Dvorak and his trade? Uh, I mean, that's another jersey I almost bought, too. So I'm just glad I didn't. Retrospectively, I'm like, man, that was a good move not buying that. But I don't know. I mean, you guys pretty much touched us on everything. I mean, he is needed by every team. I wish there's a way we could keep him and not waste his years. But I know a rebuild's coming. I know we're selling everything in the kitchen sink. I mean... We have all these draft picks, and it's it's, it's going to be a rough year. Although I have optimism from these picks, it's going to be rough. It's going to be hard seeing Garland potentially be gone and doing well on a team. At least I hope he does. Really hard to see Kemper doing well and getting the praise that he would get when he's with us. It's just, I don't know, I know, but I also have a really strong feeling for the future. And that's what gives you kind of more hope. So I'm like, man, we're going to build it right this time, you know, so we think. Not be the D-backs, so I hope. So that's my biggest hope. Really, out of all this, it's heartbreaking now, but down the road, it's worth it. And then we're going to be in for three years of pain. Yeah, we it's going to be rough. The end of it. The end of it. We might actually have a good team. And that's what I want. I want to be that that's team that hope, people man. are like, "Oh man, we're playing the Coyotes. That kind of sucks. It's probably a loss." Like that's like the Suns are now. Like how people are like, "Actually, hey, you don't discount them because you know whatever." That you really want is something that. Is built to last, built to compete. That's what I want more than anything. I mean, I, I would give ten it, years of my life if it meant the Cowboys won a cup. So, well, and was, the only way you get there is by drafting. To be yeah, exactly. Constantly. This, exactly. This guy seems like he knows it. So, I mean, I'm gonna go with that. Yeah, I mean, if yeah. you look at every team in the league, take out the Vegas Golden Knights, and every team in the league is built on drafting, and then. But Take then, up the even <laughs> I wish the Vegas Golden Knights, even the Vegas Golden Knights, they use their draft picks to bring in Mark Stone and Alec Martinez and um, Max Pacioretty. So even their drafting paid off in bringing in those pieces that helped get them to where they are. So yeah. even the team that's had the least amount of time to draft that's good in this league was built on drafting. It's, uh, just, that's it's gonna come the back. most critical, crucial thing that you need to nail. And we have a far better chance of that after the moves we made today than we did before. And I really think when it comes down to it, that's all that needs to be said. We have a far better chance of building a contender through the draft than we did at the start of the day. Yep. I, I completely agree with that. Uh, I mean, my only thoughts on Dvorak is just, I wish the dude the best. He's always like played his ass off for us. Even, even when he was uh, kind of going through his struggles, he was always the grinder though. And I appreciated that. Uh, so like if he ends up going to Minnesota, sweet, I'll probably cheer for Minnesota. I'll cheer for Garland anywhere he goes, unless it's the Kings. But uh, it's these are like 
they got to be done. It's like you got to eat your vegetables. The bandaid off, make the bed, line it. And that I will say that is one thing I have liked about GMBA so far. He made a deal with the Sharks. He's not afraid to. Now, granted, we aren't in the same division anymore, but he's not afraid to make a deal with a longtime rival. So, I will. I will. Uh, I will ask. Who do you uh, just? I know it wasn't on the docket, but who do you think we expose now? I think it's going to be. Do you think oh, there's we, a big? Do you think there's a big expose, name we expose? No, I think it's going to be Fisher, Pitlick, Capo Bianco. Those three are going to be the guys under contract we expose. Are you are you sure we shouldn't protect Fisher and expose Keller? <laughs> yeah, no, I'm good. <laughs> um, oh, come on, man. You don't want to say Fisher? I will say I have a hunch on who Seattle will take. I have a feeling just just it's a hunch it's nothing more than a hunch hey i want a hunch for who my new second it, favorite team yeah. is gonna take i think seattle's taking michael bunting vermin oh vermin oh my god <laughs> you know what i should i just realized i should have wore my vermin jersey instead of my kessel right now what am i thinking i should wear that one every pod kind of my thing the antoine vermin i, I hope they don't I hope they don't take Bunting just because I really like him, but that's another yeah, case so. where he's he's not going to be a huge part of the future. Like he's an and old, that's he's, he's, he's an not old even rookie. He'd come back. Yeah, but he's, he's UFA agency. Like maybe oh. he loved Tocket and he goes wherever Tocket signs to. I don't think I was right down his house. I don't think Tocket's signing this year. I think he's going to take the year off. And yeah, wait something to jobs come over next year. Oh, you don't think he's going to do like a an assistant anywhere? I don't know. I think he wants to. I think he wants to be a, a bench boss. Oh, I know, but such he a good way to, to be a bench boss is to go back into the assistant pool. Like hockey is like the number one. Like, oh, you've been around the block. Come on back. For real though, holy crap! The recycled goalies here, or goalies uh, coaches here, are ridiculous. They are, and that's why I love the fact that we hired Bear Tournay. Hell yeah. It's a risk, Go but outside. it's a good risk. I mean, you'd rather your new guy, if you're going to hire a new guy, you want to hire the guy that has the reputation of being great with young talent. Absolutely. And that's what we did, and that's so like that's perfect. I will say, too, keep him, trade him, doesn't matter. But what Tournay did with OEL flying over to Sweden and meeting with him for hours is fantastic. Classic. I love to hear that. There's there's part of I, me where I'm like, I oh, hear about, sorry, everything I hear about Tournay makes me want to run through a brick wall for him. Did I hope he's Armonti? Like I was just about to say that. I was just about to say. Like Monty, I hear his speeches. I'm like, bro, I would jump off a cliff for this guy. Like, he told me, right. that's where it is. Your goal's into the cliff. I'm jumping. I'm full sprint jumping. He's a motivator. I, hope, I do hope Torney is that way too. I really do hope I said that right. I hope he's that way too. I, I think he will. I mean, it seems like when you when you fly across the world just to go talk to your captain of your team, brand new team, you didn't have to. He had no obligation to do that. He had no, I don't say no reason, but he did. That's class. I mean, that's someone that genuinely really does care. And that's a good thing. He, he's a player's, well, player's coach, I guess. Yeah. Well, so, and you were talking like, hey, should we maybe keep Garland? Because don't you want some sort of product on the ice? If, if, I, I suck at pronouncing his name. I'm sorry. If our new coach, <laughs> um, the bear, you can call him Bear. I think that's his the name, bear. right? Bear. Right. If, if the Bear flipped OEL around, OEL so good was so good those two peak years before his extension that like it was like almost must watch like defensive play. And if, yeah. if he can get turn OEL around and manage to get Keller to the level me and Tyler think he's capable of getting to, you damn. If right. he can get Keller back to his rookie season, oh, 
right there you have three guys on your team worth watching. Coyotes Mount Rushmore with Turney on it now. Well, and imagine, like, Chick's already, like, and he's going to be on a shitty, he's going to be on a shitty team, so he won't win it. But I'd say he's probably going to be a dark horse Norris candidate. Um, but, like, if he can unlock even more out of Chick, if he's this good of a young player developer, like, how fucking good can Chickren be? Geek Chickren. Almost made a JoJo reference, actually, but. God, of course you did. You have to. You know, I don't get to make them often. See, well, these guys haven't seen JoJo except for you. So when I make, if I would have made it, they'd been like, what's he talking about? What, what's Yada yeah. Yada Ray? <laughs> yeah, our uh, anime references have gone up a hundredfold. With you I got to make a One Piece reference, and I'm satisfied even, the heck about it. I haven't it. even made the the anime references. Tyler's made And a Dragon Quest, Quest reference. I am stoked. I got to really just reveal myself know, this pod. That's how you know Tyler is excited about the trades that just happened. Yeah. It's he's, like Dragon Quest V. He's, he's making his, his huge nerdy references. Nerdy, first of all. Dragon Quest. Anyway, okay, good you- trades today, guys. <laughs> I was not saying you can't say dirty, but Dragon Quest. Hey, hold on, hold on. Now. I just want to be a hero, like in Dragon Quest. I mean, come on! <laughs> oh my god, that's Granny's next game. By the way, I'm getting. I'm. I'm gonna make it happen. Uh, maybe I will maybe. fly to your house and I will put it on your TV, your PlayStation, Dragon Quest 11s. And I'll watch three you. hours and he'll three hours, more like a hundred hours. Oh, Long game. I, was, I was making a bear reference. You're gonna fly oh. to his house. Three hours. Yeah. Bond over Dragon Quest. Maybe that's what he did. He could have. You don't know. He could have brought Dragon Quest. You're like him. Ollie. You ever heard of this game, Dragon Quest Five? <laughs> Great. Is that the one where you play as the dad, the son, and the grandson? Why, yes, <laughs> yes, it is. We have gone way off topic. <laughs> oh, we're Maybe we'll cut this part. You never know. <laughs> about Eck and, and the coach. <laughs> <laughs> I have tried to pull us back to topic multiple times, and it keeps... This is our first emergency pod. Let us be excited. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. You can't be afraid to let the personality out. <laughs> exactly. Look, look, think about chiclets. Come on. They're all personalities. Think about, the, <laughs> think about the dangle. That too. Yeah. That's a good one. All right. Anyways. Uh back on top. Is is there anything else? Uh actually I think that's outside of uh No, that's we hit everything. We actually we, we nailed the list and had time to talk about Dragon Quest. So really this is a successful pod in my opinion. This is like the perfect podcast for Tyler. Honestly. Yeah, this, I mean this- this is going to be Tyler's pride and joy. This is going to be the podcast he spreads far and wide. This is the one I put on the should, pedestal next to my copy of Dragon Quest V. You should, you should keep the, the Dragon Quest bit in and just title this The Dragon Quest Episode. Oh, man, if I could get away with that and people not be scared off. All trades like, <laughs> trades and Dragon followers. Quest. It's beautiful. I can have a uh, Hero from Eleven be on the cover. How we're going to name our next pod. Oh, what was the name of it again, Tyler? Uh, at, better than Dragon Not Quest Five, something like that. Almost as good as Dragon Quest Five. Yes, that's it. Done. Have you played it? Is that's that your dungeon? Is that your Dungeons and Dragons podcast? <laughs> Almost as good as Dragon Quest. Dungeons and Dragon Quest. There you go. Hey, wait, hold on a minute. I have an idea there. Hold on. <laughs> Homebrewed. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Oh, great. Oh, Grandy, you're a DM. I'm a DM. Let's get this going. I'm flying out there. What's your address? You're DMing that one, my man. Grandy's favorite thing and Tyler's favorite thing. I can't handle another. It just had Pokemon to it. Really, you kind of nailed everything. Really. Uh, You know, some of these days I'm going to drop in my references to Red Dead 2 and then and then I'm sitting here thinking about it, and I realize hockey is, to me, what anime is to Tyler. So I really do. Yeah. I just, my, this whole pod is my, this whole is my anime references. You're just literally, like, gonna drop Red Dead Redemption 2 <laughs> references. Like, 
Yeah, he missed a game with a sickness, much like you know Arthur missed the rest of his life with tuberculosis. But let's not talk about that right now. Alex Turney has a plan. Mike Dutch has a plan, <laughs> but more successful. <laughs> oh my god! We got the rare when we draft a good draft pick. Yeah, it's like getting the grand cigarettes and getting a good card out of them. Oh, whatever it calls more. All the pain of those collectors' pieces. It's like the pain That's of why you play the Coyotes play hockey. See, uh, it all, it's, it's all relevant. Everything's a JoJo reference, how, after all. How much of this are you leaving in? I gotta... I'm leaving it all in. I'm just going to post it. I mean, even <laughs> this end part. People will be like, is this a hockey pod? No, yeah, it is a <laughs> hockey pod. Brought to you by Rep Sports. Uh, raise energy. Save, use our <laughs> promo code CHIRPINYOTES at checkout. Save 15%. At repsports.com. Also works for apparel. See? Hashtag shill. Exactly. But you know what? When this starts making the bills, I can pay hey. more. No, I'm just kidding. Understandable. I can finally afford that Japanese copy of Dragon Quest V from a local game store that's like $85. <laughs> that's a real thing. They really do sell it's it for $85. Like, it's a, this podcast is just literally just... All right. Yeah, we're winding down. By the way, Dragon Quest V is uh, this in Japan. And did you know they made Dragon Quest V cereal? Did you know that they made this? Oh my god, this podcast has gone so far off the rails, it's not even funny. <laughs> Fine, we can end it, we can end it. I guess, if you want to. I can, talk, I can keep talking after the pod, and I can explain to you the plot and the intricacies of the Dragon Quest series. If you guys want no, to. I want to have some listeners left after this pod. <laughs> well, the German ones will probably stick around. We have a couple of Japan listeners, actually. They might tell their They're friends. Like, you never know. What is this just Dragon Quest you speak of? Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to delete that part. But anyways, is that all you want to talk about, boys? <laughs> just, Craig, stop. No. Uh, okay. Well, boys, <laughs> since that is the end of the episode... Uh, I'm typing it. I'm typing it. Let me do the exit tro so I have something to to <laughs> put on. Okay, let's do our outro. All right, and with that, boys, I think we're ready to wrap things up. It totally got jumbled there about Dragon Quest and how great Dragon Quest Five is. Um, but with that, we have our draft special going on, which sounds like a beer thing. Uh, the 23rd, we're having a live stream hosted by Professor Granny until I get off of work. Uh, we'll be, you know, talking about hockey, watching hockey, eating hockey, all that good stuff. Thanks for showing up, Connor. I appreciate you filling in for Chase, who keeps affording these vacations, even though we don't pay him. Oh, no. Guys, thanks for having me on. No, thank you. Like we've said, you're the unofficial fourth member of the pod, so. I, as, as, I am, as I am actually the cousin to Chase, I am basically the cousin to this podcast. He is. The fourth end. Twice at, removed. At an arm's distance. <laughs> <laughs> we call you in parties. That's it. Family gatherings only. All right. Well, that was. I will see you the 23rd for our draft party. All Have right. Good Sounds good. See ya, boys. <laughs>